They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, here with my good friends, Act to Fly, Eric Trembicki, the world podcast champion. We're here with the European champion, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the voice that runs the place, Alo Aaron Lloyd, and good friend of the show, joins us once again, Josh Aguina, also known as Prep. Have no idea where that nickname came from. Maybe, maybe one day I'll find out. One day, pretty soon. <laughs> pretty soon we'll find out. Prep yes. the goat. <laughs> the god of figures. Well, it's good to have all you guys here. It the is a rare plug. week. The whole effing plug. Yeah, it's a rare week where we don't have a pay-per-view to review or preview. It's just Raw and SmackDown. Does not happen often these days anymore. Uh, I guess we'll start off with Raw. Actually, before we get to Raw, rough week for... Uh, Wrestling-related deaths. Yes. Yeah. How many was it? Four? Three. Three, Three. or four. It was Chavo Sr. That was last. No, that was, that was, that was the week before. That was before. So I missed yeah. that one. Really? I th- didn't realize it was that soon. Uh, Ivan Koloff, Georgie Animal Steel, and Nicole Bass. Uh, I just want to say right off the bat, Georgie Animal Steel involved in the very first storyline I ever bought into. Uh, I've mentioned it many times on the show before. The Savage Steamboat match from WrestleMania three, George the Animal Steel was almost like, um, almost like the role the Miz played in the AJ Jericho feud. Like he was kind of the third guy that that kind of kept things going. Um, he would kidnap Elizabeth. Uh, I remember him in one match biting Macho Man's head two or three times, biting him on the arm. He got involved in the Mania match. Um, I think there were times he was known as like a scary monster, and then by the time I was watching, he was kind of like a lovable, like a lovable loser almost. You don't think he's more comparable to like Ellsworth? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's more comparable to Ellsworth than uh than the Miz. He didn't have the mic skills the Miz has. <laughs> but they did they did configure a uh, pretty good vignette and promo for the uh, life and times of the animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but R.I.P. to well, all three, four all if three. you count. Shavo Classic, Alo, you're one of your favorites. Oh. <laughs> I felt bad because right after we released the episode, that he passed away. You talked about how bad he was, and he died like the next day. It seemed like it was like wow. I don't know if he heard that. Maybe he listens to the show too. Uh, all right. he probably, R.I.P. He probably, uh, I'm not going to say. <laughs> R.I.P. For once, one of my bad jokes. R.I.P. <laughs> Uh, Raw, we felt the uh, aftershocks of the Festival of Friendship. They did a wonderful recap to open the show. We get Kevin Owens in the spotlight all alone in the ring, cutting a great promo as only Kevin Owens can do. Very different from the character he's portrayed the last few months. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I was a huge fan of what they did with Kevin Owens this week. Am I the only one who got sad watching... The, the um, last week's highlights of the beatdown of Russell Friendship. No, no. Uh, I'll, I'll never not feel bad watching it. anyone that has the closest friendship as the two of us <laughs> will always feel sad yeah. watching a travesty like that. That hurts. Love hurts. Something That's we, a fact. We can't, it does we hurt. can't relate to. No. <laughs> we stand together. Even against unholy alliances. <laughs> yeah, but we've been waiting for this incarnation of Owens for a while now. As entertaining Basically as Basically since he won the title. Yeah. 
Uh, Josh, I know you had some stuff you definitely wanted to say about KO's return. For sure. This is... So, KO was great when he started in NXT. I enjoyed the character. I feel like the character that he plays now is what he played in NXT turned to like 100. That's the KO I always wanted to see. Um, from the beginning promo to the his match with Sammy, I think he should be like that. He should be a killer. He should have one goal, and that's to defend his title and not care about anybody else. So when people started chanting Y2J, he shut that down real quick. All he cares about is defending his title against Goldberg. And yes, I still think Goldberg wins, but I believe that there's still some doubt in my head with the whole involvement with Samojo and Triple H. Yeah. So at least they threw that wrinkle in so now I can, you know, think he has a chance mm-hmm. of winning. Yeah. But this is the KO I've wanted. Right. I, I completely agree with that. Alo, your thoughts? Well, right when it started, and the first thing Owen said was, Goldberg never impressed me. I thought this was you in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> I have this written down. Um... Where did I put this? Yeah. <laughs> Never bought into the Goldberg hype, and I wrote next to that, same feeling as me. <laughs> like, Ron wrote this. The, the writers got this from Ron. It was, it was so perfect. I love, like, I love this whole promo. I just I just hate how the whole IWC, they compare everything to, oh, hey, well, Eddie Guerrero did this. Oh, Batista did this. I hate that whole aspect. Like, they'll sit there and post the pictures all yeah. together. Like, it's wrestling. It all repeats itself. It's just mm-hmm. about how it's, del- how it's delivered. So, I thought Everyone it- in the IWC com- complains about stuff they're not repeating. Exactly. <laughs> Ex- exactly. It makes no sense. It's just like movies. Everything repeats itself, essentially. But um, I like how he took put over the fact that how he can beat Goldberg, how, how he's saying, how Goldberg, don't take me lightly, I, I only have to outlast you. The only problem I really had was, again, Triple H comes back one week, and just mm-hmm. like the, the whole Universal title stuff in September with Rollins, he comes back one week and nothing's addressed about it. Yeah. But also, what I liked about when Owen just said, about Chris Jericho, dropped the mic and left. Mm-hmm. I did like the way he... The way he did dismiss that, but nothing else was even talked about. Even later in the night, when Sami Zayn came out for the match, and and um Samoa Joe attacked him, I thought that was perfect because we didn't get clarification on that. But my whole thing is, Owen is saying how he has a plan and all this other stuff. We don't know what that is yet, but I'm just hoping that Triple H, that whole Triple H thing, actually comes to fruition right away, if not by next week, but at Fastlane, because we don't need another story saying, why is Owens doing this? Why did Owens turn on Jericho? We don't don't need that story again. But I did like that promo. I I, I have a problem with not being truly not being mentioned, but we did see a little bit thing, a little bit of action between Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn, but Samoa Joe was already in a feud with Sami Zayn. But I see where they can go. I just we just need answered questions. I agree. Eck, you're excited about this version of KO? I'm excited. Uh, just like Prep said, uh, it gives hope to the obvious not being so obvious. The obvious is, you know, Goldberg beats Owens, takes the Universal title to Mania, and gets to defend it against Brock. Uh, a couple quick questions that would immediately come to my head going in a different direction. If that happens, when Owens gets his rematch, is Goldberg going to defend the title on Raw and somehow retain it real quick? Again, Jericho could help him. Um, so that's what I'm thinking. Is Goldberg going to... De- you know, compete on Raw, um, which is something I'm to look forward to, fan of him or not. <laughs> Obviously, everyone here wears a different hat on that um, subject. Um, again, backtracking, what Prep said, uh, 100% I agree. I mean, when Owens first debuted at NXT, his heel turn from, you know, the his first 
episode he was on, uh, on Sammy. It, it was mm-hmm. great. Uh, he did. I, I was invested in him from the beginning. Um, he's tremendous as a monster heel uh, when he doesn't care and shows no remorse. And this is exactly what it is. Even though there's a lot of unanswered questions with there being one role going too, too fast lane, there is the almost hopeful that if they don't answer all of the questions next week on Raw, at least maybe some of them will get the old school feel that Aaron and I talk about a lot of times where uh, the older pay-per-views in the 90s, the storylines, not just the matches, there would be stuff going on in the back. Yeah. Um, so that's a good thing that, you know, we got and we can hope for. Um, you know, there's a lot of potential to different directions. They could be going with KO. And e- either way, I'm invested, I'm interested, and I'm watching. Yeah, me too. The, the other thing he said that reminded me of myself when he talked about Goldberg saying you're next, and I say you're nothing. I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, a big fan of that. And then as far as Chris Jericho, and he just drops the mic and walks out. Great touch. Um, Owens and Foley backstage. Owens gets put in a matchup with Sami Zayn. Um, I'm not thrilled with this being a throwaway match. Like, that doesn't really have any meaning at all. Well, remember, it was supposed to be the end. I know. It was <laughs> in July. To end in the summer. And this is the second time I think they've had a meaningless match on Raw, just really for no reason, just to, to throw them together. I feel like the two of them deserve to be in matches that matter, not just, oh, well, we'll throw you in there with Sami Zayn. Like, you could give the, them somebody else. The thing that bothers me more is that I think even a couple months ago when they had their, you know, kind of one off, less return mm-hmm. to this feud match. It was Sammy getting beat down before the match, and it was a short match. I believe it was. And then yeah, it was, I don't it remember, kind of, but wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me either. That's why I just thought of it. I mean, we didn't get the match. Samoa Joe comes out and destroys Sammy. Tells him, this is your world now. Um, so Samoa Joe is the destroyer on behalf of Triple H. Um, it's Bobby Lashley now. <laughs> yeah, well, Josh, this was another thing that you said you wanted to talk about. I'm assuming you're less positive about this than you are about Kevin Owens. So the way Samoa Joe debuted was great, but now his helping out KO, which you know I get, I get that it can be his focus is Sammy, and he doesn't care who's going against Sammy. He's gonna destroy him before. What bothers me is I feel like on Monday he looked like KO's lackey, which I don't want mm-hmm. that to be Samoa Joe. I need Samoa Joe to be a killer. I need Samoa Joe to not care about anybody. Like, even the idea of them in a faction is cool, but I don't. I want Samoa Joe to be that, you know, I'm here for me. Equal parts. Yeah, I'm here for me, and I don't care who's in my way. I'm going to destroy them. Yeah. Well, they kind of like. They kind of leveled that playing field because Kevin, some Joe was facing Sami Zayn, and that's that's who he attacked last week. So they kind of they kind of covered themselves on that, end. and we don't even know what Owens and Joe or Joe are yet. So that's, yeah, that, that I, question I didn't not get answered the either. Vibe at all. And I mean, even if they are on even playing fields, which is the potential that it could be going, I'm not going to say I would hate it, but again, it's just one of those things. Uh, you don't think you know everyone remembers that they hated each other when <laughs> Owens was leaving uh, NXT? That's not like, too long ago. Yeah, and it wasn't on the main roster. No, so, act so it like, doesn't exist. But then they'll pretend like everybody knows it when they eventually feud, you know, a year from now. Yeah. They'll act mm-hmm. like everybody knows that yeah. that happened. Um, let's see. We had Braun Strowman facing the Big Show. 
The clinic. Well, actually, before we get to that, did anybody else have any other thoughts on Joe or Owens? I like Owens actually feels like the champion. Because even when Owens and Jericho were together, I was saying, if they were the tag team champions or if one was just the U.S. champion, this will work. Or if they have any title, this will work. But now... When they're putting over this supposedly world title. Yeah. But um, I think when the promo started, I think Owens said something about it's just me or something like that. Correct? And it was something some, along those lines. It was something yeah. along those lines. And it was, it was perfect because we were saying this for months. Jericho was outshining Kevin Owens and his opponents the entire time. Jericho um, Owens has been universal champion. Yeah, it was always Jericho as a focal point. Yeah. Owens was always secondary, and then whoever the opponent was was in third place. Yeah. Even when it was, unfortunately, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, so, Strowman gearing up for his match with Roman Reigns. Wanted some more competition. They gave him the big show, who they always dust off every time they need a big guy to go out there and look like a threat. I did not have high hopes for this at all going into it. But I found myself very pleasantly surprised by what we got. Um, it was fun to see Strowman in there with someone who looked his equal physically. Um, I, lo- I thought there were some good false finishes. In it. Like The crowd actually started yeah. to invest in it, which I did not expect. There was a couple of This Is Awesome chants, which usually annoy me. But I was like, you know what? I tip my cap to you guys giving it up for these guys. Because this was not AJ versus Sami Zayn. No. This was... But this showed you an alternative of what wrestling can be. Like two big powerhouses. And a very, very rare quality match between two powerhouses. Yeah, I, all, I all thought of that stature. Yeah, I thought both guys worked really hard to put on a good show in that match. And I thought they both did a great job. I, w- I was pleasantly surprised yeah. by it. Did you guys all enjoy yeah. that match? Or? I loved it. I thought Braun, Braun looks, has been looking better and better every week. And. You, like you say, you don't expect much out of an opponent like Big Show, but I, I feel like Big Show did a good job making Braun look great. He did. Uh, I And I like that he didn't just get squashed. Like He had his, his moments in the match, too. Where I bet on the knockout choice. punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the knockout punch from the, yeah, the yeah, top rope, moment. right? Yeah. yeah. The run, the, the, well, it wasn't quite running. <laughs> it was kind of a standstill power slam, but yeah. he still hit it on him twice. He looked like he yeah. was going to fall. Like, the first Dude, one, yeah. I was first like, one. oh, he's going to fall. I agree. He, he did not look stable. He looked more stable when he picked him up from the floor than when he grabbed him from the top yeah. row. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I was a big fan of it. I was happy with it. Roman comes out, gets it, gets in the middle of it after the match ends, and Braun ultimately gets the better of it once again. So, what? I'm not asking for any predictions yet because obviously we have another week to go. But which way are you leaning on this, Josh, as to who's going to come out on top in this match? I want to say Braun. I want to say that Braun is the WrestleMania match against Taker. But you just want that to be the case. I want that, that to think. be the case. You, not you that want Braun versus Taker. I want Braun versus uh. Taker. Halo, what? which way are you falling on it? Well... You know, a few years ago, you was when John Cena would have a match, he was like, "When in doubt, pick John Cena." Yeah. So when, when in doubt, pick Roman. Yeah, my best friend speaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I'm leaning towards Roman, but there's part of me that's like, they spent all this time to get Braun to this position. Why have him lose now? Like that. That's kind of how I feel now. I. I fall on the same category with you, Alo, and you, Eric, that it's like, okay, 
it's hard for me to actually see them having Roman lose, but it would make sense to me that you spent all this time to build this guy up to be this monster. Why not let him get, get that win when you get him to this point? Um, but I'm looking forward more to it now than... I, I look forward to it more every week, pretty much, than I did when we first heard about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh, were you always a backer of Braun, or is he someone who's grown on you? So, I followed NXT religiously to where I would find the guys who get signed on Twitter who haven't been on TV, who haven't really, who made like brief appearances on local house shows over there. And Braun was someone that I saw that I always read that they were excited for him. When I first heard about him, his name was Braun Strowman. <laughs> so, and I believe my thoughts on Braun Strowman was they only changed his name to Strowman because Bray didn't know how to stay Stowman. <laughs> so when he showed up, I was like, oh, crap, that's Braun Strowman from NXT. He hasn't even showed up on NXT yeah. yet. So... I mean, it's somebody that I was always excited for. Another big guy. When I was a kid, I liked the Giant. Mm-hmm. So seeing him, you know, it's cool. And he's he's athletic for a big dude. And he's, for not being on NXT, he's way over than some of the guys who spent a lot of time on NXT. Yeah, he's come on really strong in the last six weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Maybe eight weeks. Um, and where it is, you know, he has, like, minimal to no experience prior. Kind of, <laughs> kind of and I think that's the big thing why uh, Big Show gravitated him so much. It's kind of like when Big Show was in WCW. Big Show just pretty much walked through the door and was like, let me go choke Sam Hogan. Yeah. H- Hogan's direction. Right. All, but. <laughs> um, so we have nothing with the U.S. title, obviously, as Jericho, not on TV. Mm-hmm. There's a point when I was actually worried they might have him show up. Like, when he dropped the mic, I was like, please do not let Jericho... I want Jericho off TV for, for a minute before well, he comes well, back. Well, I was, I was wondering, were they going to strip him of the U.S. title and say he was out for amount, a certain amount of time? That's why I was hoping we didn't get any Triple H, so we don't know what that's going to look like The yet. 30 days to, yeah. to retain your title, which oh we'll, we'll get to. Now, now, now they bring that back. <laughs> but, uh, about Strowman and Big Show... 2011 and 2016, that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. About, about, but about Strowman and Big Show, like... It was actually a clinic. <laughs> you could, you could like, I'm joking by saying clinic, but it was actually like a, no, a good, good match. You know, um, like I know Joey hates Strowman and all, but like you have to give it to Strowman. Like I'm always for like, I'll bash somebody when it comes, but I'm always about improvement. Especially like we talk about the women's division all the time. It's all about the constant improvement. I'll always appreciate somebody. Somebody improving constantly. The Strowman has drastically improved since last year, even since coming um, breaking up with the Wyatt family, going to Raw by himself back in back in July. And uh, what was I say? The match with Roman is going to be something special. I think. I think like you'll get a similar match to that. But anything with Strowman. Another thing that's gravitated us to Strowman in the last few months is the fact that he worked with Jericho and Owens. That's like a little. Little, a little, some, a little something that's going to slide under the rug yeah. a little bit because he had an interaction with Jericho Nolan. Like that, that guy kind of showed a little bit of his comedic side. Mm-hmm. Not really comedic, but he could actually play off of somebody and yeah. she has a little bit, shows he has at least a bit of a personality. He's had a bit with a scarf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has a bit of a person, a bit of a personality. Yeah. So you, that actually got, got anchor, some gravity to him. Red, white, and blue. Yeah, anchor the anchor scarf, scarf was originally yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the so, legendary anchor scarf. <laughs> yeah. So starting from that point, then we destroyed Ellsworth at Survivor Series. He's been great. 
And we haven't been looking at the in-ring work. We've just been entertained by him just in general. But that match with the Big Show actually showed that he can go. Mm-hmm. We all know the Big Show can go, but him to actually put on that kind of match with the Big Show actually showed that he's improving. He can actually go. Yeah. Um, we had Roman against the tag team champions once again. Are they the tag team champions? Doesn't look like it. Roman looks like he's the tag team champion. <laughs> I, I, I'm I, a tag team <laughs> champion. <laughs> I, I hate it. They um, took a damn near year to get the, give those guys the belts and actually finally put them in the right direction. And then for two weeks in a row, John, I mean, Roman, <laughs> Roman's just, you know, digging them a hole. John Reigns. One <laughs> rain. Uh, 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 no, like, like, at least get the, like if you get the guy a partner, they will still look horrible. But get the guy a partner, like honestly, come on. Yeah, when they told him to find a partner, and he says, "No, I'll, do, I'll have to take care of it myself." Like really, the tag team <laughs> champions, you shouldn't be able to take yeah. care of it yourself. And then uh, I know Michael Cole had a really good planted him, absolutely <laughs> planted him. I don't even remember what it was. Oh, it was the the spear off the top yeah. rope. Yeah, I mean I'm not going to be a Roman hater at this point. But, but come on, yeah, don't do that to your tag team champions. <laughs> Just don't do it. Can I say something? Of course. <clears throat> so I love Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows as characters, mm-hmm. but um, when they came. I already knew they weren't as good as we all wanted to think they were because in in New Japan they were the same. They weren't they're not that good. <laughs> hey, Carl Anderson's really good by himself, but Luke Gallows sucks. Yeah, I yeah. never was a Gallows. Yeah, even he's when, terrible. Even when Gallows was a punk, I never liked Gallows. Yeah, he's just a big it's the not a shame because he's so guy. funny. Yeah, yeah that, that's not funny. about the quality, it's just the fact that you're just getting beat up by one guy two weeks in a row. Well, yes. a you're quali- supposed to be the number one tag team on Monday night. It's not even a That's quality. I just never even cared, even when he was a punk. I didn't care. <laughs> they should they should bring enhancement talent to boost them back up because now they look terrible. Yeah, because Carl Anderson, like I said, he's actually really good. How often is it that your tag team champions need to start having enhancement matches <laughs> <laughs> to start looking better? It's a shame, but that that is kind of where they're at. Women's division on Raw. <laughs> Alo, I can already tell you're very excited about this. We had, I felt like we had a good highlight package for Bailey winning the championship. Uh, Bailey comes out to Baby address. Mom wanted to let you all know after the package she's a fan of uh, Bailey. Now. Oh, she's she's she come around. Out. Yes, good for her. I'm, I'm proud of her for being able to admit that. It takes a big person to be able to do that. She's not a big person, but whatever. <laughs> She's just BM. <laughs> That's true. Was anyone actually nervous that Bailey was actually going to really give up the belt? No. Nope. But I was excited because I thought Sasha was going to turn. I, yeah, I was waiting for Angel got home. That's I what was happened. Nervous for it. It, I was really, happen- it was going to happen. I didn't want it to happen right then, but I, I, call, I think I said out loud like three times during that segment, here's the turn, here's the turn. I, did too. I actually almost saw Bailey being the one to turn. No, no, she's John Cena. She, she's girl John Cena. <laughs> Don't disrespect. Yeah, I I was thinking we might get it. We obviously didn't. It it's got to be coming sooner or later. I thought it was because whatever because Sa- since Sasha wins this match, you kind of got to assume you're gonna get a triple threat now because Charlotte is on her rematch or whatever. But you kind of may have to assume she gets a triple threat, a rematch. Yeah. Well, gets a match at Fastlane. You got to assume that. Josh, you're thinking of Fatal 4-Way? Well, they already announced that they're going one-on-one at Fastlane. Yeah. So, WrestleMania, I think there's definitely the 4-Way because Nia already 
in her enhancement match, which we haven't got to. At the end, she cut the promo and her said... Her enhancement match with Sasha at the last pay-per-view? <laughs> <laughs> her match on Raw with Sarah something, where she threw the girl by her hair, Samoan drop done. She said, oh, why don't I? Why haven't I had my title match yet? So yeah, I yeah. think they're, that's definitely the direction they're going. Yeah, because with Sasha, with Sasha being Charlotte, it's like, okay, so, the, so Sasha get involved in this match now. And then... One of my favorite angles of all time, like basically heel turn, huh? Kurt angle. Oh, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Becky. That's Nash. my favorite. Art. No pun intended. But um, one of my favorite moments in wrestling, especially the heel turn, is when Batista turned on Rey Mysterio. Because after Rey Mysterio, uh, they were in the fatal four way together, and, Bat- and, and Bat- Rey calls Batista to match because mm-hmm. Batista's about to win. And Batista's like, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. He really, he really legit killed Rey Mysterio. And he did. It's legit. So I think, I think we make it that triple threat at Fastlane again. That we got a Clash of Champions, and maybe Sasha's on the verge of winning the match, and then Bailey somehow retains by pinning Sasha or rolling Sasha up in some way. Yeah, I don't really know what to think. Uh, I thought Sasha was going to have turned already. Like if you would have told me our last show in February. We're still talking about whether Sasha's turning or not. I definitely thought it would have happened already. So I'm surprised it hasn't. Uh, but, jo- I mean, I, I like the point you made about Naya, or was it you, Ayla, that said that she hadn't gotten her title match yet? Prop said it. Okay. Because um, that's what she said. She said, you know, those two wouldn't have been able to do to me what they did to Charlotte last week, mm-hmm. which clearly they wouldn't. Nope. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going. The women's division on Raw still is just not – up to par with the Tuesday night show as far as getting multiple storylines involved and building multiple characters. Well, they have three women. Yeah. Well, it's, four. It's weird that they're in that spot, though. Like, that they have the two the two top ones. Arguably the three top ones. And Nia Jax. And, yeah, and Nia Jax. <laughs> and no continuation with uh, Emelina. Emma. No, well, Emelina, yeah, Emma. she'll be Emma when she comes back. Seventeen more weeks, guys. Yeah, she's getting another makeover back to who she was to begin with. She can wrestle. Yeah, she she's needs good. to be, the, and she can cut a promo. She needs to be back on. Roll. And she can steal my heart. Well, they love, <laughs> yeah, she's she's my number one right now. My, my god, gorilla. But they're so they're missing her and they're missing Paige in right? Summer Rice. Who? Summer Rice. Oh my god. What about Alicia Fox? Alicia Fox. Thank God she's not wrestling. <laughs> yeah, as she's she's got the one move. She's got the good Northern Light suplex, and that's about the extent of it. She does the bookend, right? Yeah, that's what you want to call it. <laughs> oh, wait, no. The she Harlem does hangover. No, no, she does. Um, she does the book. No, um, the scissor kick. The scissor. Yeah. What was that called? This is scissor kick. <laughs> oh, I thought it had an actual name. No. Um. Yeah. Well, Sasha gets the win over Charlotte. See, so, yeah, I don't. I don't know what's happening exactly. Um. I was glad to see them get a match. It was not up there with their quality of matches from a few months ago. But it's good to know that Sasha has not been completely left in the dust. And now she's even claiming to be 100% with her knee. I sure hope so. How did you feel about that promo, though, honestly? Um, what? Sasha? Sa- Bailey. Bailey. Bailey? She's got work to do in that department. Because I was like... But this, this is the problem with WWE. It's not even a WWE problem, I think. I think it's a problem with the medium, is that a babyface, the way traditionally we've seen wrestling babyfaces, is not really all that likable to wrestling fans at this point. The nicer you are, the harder it is to be entertaining. So 
she's kind of in a position where it's hard unless she's just going to say the same thing all the time, which is what John Cena does. Mm-hmm. He says the same thing every time he goes out there. Sometimes he amps it up a little bit. Sometimes he has something new to say. But ultimately, like AJ said, I knew you were going to say that, John, <laughs> because he says the same thing all the time. But like the whole point of Bailey actually like considering it was like, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> you were there. You yeah. know what happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> the interference was only on your behalf. Exactly. It was. It was in retaliation to someone keeping you from you know ruined your figure four leg lock that you had on. Exactly. So, yeah, it left something to be desired. Also, um. As as much as I enjoy Stephanie, she had, she had no point p- part in this. I, she I needs to get out of the. Yeah, it's, maybe it's, it's the fatal four way at Mania. We said with that Stephanie with Stephanie. Oh <laughs> yeah, with Stephanie. I love that person. She gets her come up and yeah, she wears the good <laughs> she gear She pulls the Triple H and and leaves with the title. <laughs> oh, people would love that. You know what? I think I'd be okay with that. It, I would. It'd be different. It exactly. would be different. But then be a she's, different helm but then she's opening the show every week. Oh, she does that anyway. She does that anyway. Does Nothing new. She'll definitely main event Raw. I like yeah. Ni- I like Nia again, Jack absolutely. again. <laughs> I like Nia Jack's promo though. So did I. I thought it was just, it was smart to interview her after the match. I mean, the match was only 15 seconds long. So that poor yeah poor Sarah Pierce or whatever her name was. I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. that it, it was, was something good. along those lines. Tag teams. They're tag teams on Raw? They, well, one is hosting WrestleMania. <laughs> so that means they're not having a match. Yep. I would assume. Which is crazy after the, the year they just had. Well, you got to think. They're going to be partying. Yeah, you got to think, how much, how, much, how much are you actually going to see, see of the New Day? You'll see them more than just one time throughout the night. You'll see them, but aren't they just basically going to be doing what they do on Raw every week? But, through, but, but for five hours. Yeah. Oh, that's all. They yeah, only five hours. <laughs> five hours or more. Turn yeah. After. Huh? I just want them to turn after. I want them to break up. Would you rather see a turn or a break up? I want them to turn because they're if they break up, they're still not going to do anything with Biggie. So. Hello. Oh. Disagree. Well, well, you want to see them break up. What about you, Eric? I want to see them break up if they do something with Biggie. If they don't do nothing with Biggie, I would like them to turn. I mean, Xavier was born to be a heel. So I would like it just even just for that. I've been wanting to see or, them or, be... You know what? How about they break up, Big E gets a push for the Universal title, and Kofi and Xavier remain a, a heel tag team. I'd be fine with that. As long as Xavier is not going back to the Black Power Ranger gimmick. <laughs> I don't think he will. I mean, I've been no, wanting to see them be, be mean heels... Since they beat up John Cena, or no, they beat up Dolph Ziggler, and they when Cena said they weren't serious enough, and Xavier came out and said, "Is this serious mm-hmm. enough for you, John?" I was like, "This is going to be good," and they just never actually pulled the trigger on it, and they were baby faces like three weeks later. So they never did it, but yeah, hosting WrestleMania will not have a match. I still wish they would have uh, been the one to win a uh, U.S. Open challenge and would have been walking around with three bucks. Me too. I thought that would have been great. It would have been perfect if they did that. I would have much rather that than uh, Del Rio. Del Rio, Del Rio ultimately amounted to nothing, unfortunately. Not not his doing. No, they just, there was nothing, they gave him nothing really to do. Well, they gave him the League of Nations. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. 
the, the don't forget it should have been on. the legal who yeah one of one of the guys isn't even in the company anymore <laughs> right, the best right the now. best one who never talked yeah yeah the guy who's the, the best talker in the, the group company is or half of that oh you're right two of them around i forgot uh handsome rusev and gender Wait, what they call gender? Uh, hard body, hard body, hard body Mahal or something hard body like Mahal. that. <laughs> How do you feel about handsome Rusev? I like it's still a thing. I mean, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. But I like it's a thing. Where? I mean, where can they go with it? Nowhere. Jericho brought it up on the podcast, so it's definitely not going. All anywhere. right, so it, it's it's here to stay. And hard body Mahal. Um, one of my highlights of the night, though. When Lana revealed that she had stolen the plants <laughs> for the the ice cream, and she's Russian, they didn't, they, they, they didn't believe her. They didn't believe that she had actually stolen the plants. She started reading the ingredients. One, it was fun to hear her say the term "booty juice." Yeah, that was great. But then when Xavier said, "How did she steal the plants?" and Biggie just very casually, you know, she's Russian, right? <laughs> and they, they, you actually audibly heard the crowd laugh. <laughs> I thought that was unbelievable. I love how mad Graves was that this booty juice and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Mad. <laughs> he was so mad. Yeah, he was very upset about booty juice being in the ice cream, and I loved that when Woods stole the iPad back and smashed it. Graves said, what does Woods have against technology? <laughs> As if he's got a vendetta against technology itself. <laughs> Two great moments from Corey Graves. Uh, number one contenders match. Enzo and Cass against Sheamus and Cesaro. Enzo and Cass get the win. So they're now in a match at Fastlane. Do they get their tag team championships yet? Or are they still goldless? Well, I would think they would win at Mania, but judging by the fact that um, our tag team champions can barely win a handicap match, <laughs> I would not be surprised if Enzo and Cass win the belts. Uh, if I had a dime for every time Enzo and Cass held gold in this company, I would have... No dimes! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm assuming that they will not win those belts. I, uh, I, I don't even know, honestly, because Gals and Anderson, they... Dude, they're not even the tag team champions in my eyes. They can't beat one guy. So they need a match with Roman Reigns to win the tag team championships is what you're saying. To look at least viable. Like, honestly. And, like, everything. Like the, thing is, the thing is, like, a lot of people, even my best friend just noted, that it can happen at Mania. Everything can happen at WrestleMania. Every title isn't going to change hands at WrestleMania. Right. So... I want to be sure that Benjamin Cass actually won because they've done nothing with Gals and Anderson since they won the titles at the Rumble. And they didn't do anything with them before that. Exactly. So, <laughs> so there's that. Exactly. Enzo and Cass are always in the prime spotlight. Might as well put the titles on them. Because this is actually their first one-on-one shot at the titles. Yeah. When was the last time that there was somebody who won their first title at Mania? Jeez, I don't know. It's first, his first, like, his first, first, like, if first Enzo, ever. Yeah, if Enzo and Cass win at Mania, that'd be their first ever title. That's a great question. I don't know. You have to pose that for the show next yeah, week. Yeah, we got <laughs> well, homework for next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'll think. Yeah, because I have no idea when that could be. Um, the state of tag team wrestling. Horrendous. WWE. Does anyone here, can anyone here give me any reason to be hopeful about the tag team division on Raw? Cricket, you have an answer? Hold on, wait. <laughs> yeah. The night after Mania when Dash and Dawson come up. <laughs> All right. Well, that's something to be hopeful for. I'm, I got fears for them, too. 
Because they'll get they'll get crickets. WWE They're so good. WWE isn't an in ring isn't a workers' company. That's the thing about these but guys. But the thing is that they can talk. Well, one, one can, can talk. talk. The other one has a lisp, like yep. Jack Swagger. So they're they're not going to get a huge oh, reaction. He's one talker in a tag team. Yeah, they're Look not going to get a huge reaction when they debut, unless they debut like Raw after Mania or SmackDown after Mania with it's that type of crowd in in the building. But even if they debut before then or after then, they don't get the the immediate reaction. I think they will get the reaction that they need to get over the course of a couple weeks. Because I do think they know how to get that heat on the And then, at the same time, they're like, they're playing. So, it's like, to to a WWE audience, it's like, who are these playing guys? It seems that way. But they'll they'll get over it. And then, I got to answer for you, to your question. Oh, shit. I I thought that that question was going to take you out the game. (laughs) John Cena. U.S. title. That was the last time. That's his first time. That's the only thing I've I've gotten so far. 04. 04? Wow. WrestleMania 20. Wow. wow. He, he beat the Big Show for the U.S. title. I know so Chris Jericho did it at WrestleMania 2000. That wasn't his first title. In WWE? No, it wasn't. He, be, he beat China Survivor Series 99 for the Intercontinental title. Good huh? work. You win All this right. round. The Encyclopedia th- Alo th- strikes th- again. <laughs> once again. When his fr- friendship was first blossoming, I used to text him with questions like this <laughs> at least three times a week. Uh, Cruiserweight division. We had a, what a guy. very gentlemanly contract signing. Between Gentleman Jack Gallagher and Neville. Also to go back. Hosted by Austin Aries. Also to go back. Agent Christian, WrestleMania 2000. Won their first tag team titles. Yeah? How well do you remember that one? WrestleMania 2000? I hate that show, but I remember that match. (laughs) I hate that game. Fondly? That game was terrible. Fondly? Match of the night. Was that Benoit's first IC title? Yes. Same. All right. (laughs) Jericho's first European title. (laughs) Only European title. Only European title. um, 24 hours. Yeah. So Jack had tea and biscuits laid out. We actually got a tea and biscuits chant during this segment. Austin Aries, again, I, I'm almost sad that he's going to come back to wrestling because I love him on commentary and as an interview, as a journalist. He's a broadcast journalist. Yeah, he's following in the footsteps of Bobby the Brain Heenan. So um, when's he going back to the ring? I don't know, but Josh said that they had a promo for him on 205 Live. Okay, because okay, I saw that on social media because I haven't watched 205 Live, but I did see somebody saying Austin Aries is coming back soon. Yes, I don't know if it's to the Cruiserweight division. I don't know uh, what it's going to be. If it's, it's on 205 Live, I want him on a, the regular Raw main, <laughs> Raw main card. Uh, what I liked about this was Neville coming out and basically telling Jack like, all you are is just out here being everything these people think an Englishman is supposed to be with the twirl on your mustache, with the tea and crimpets, and <laughs> and they hate me now because, or no, he told them, you are what they wanted me to be. So I like that they created that dynamic of, like, I'm better than this. You're being what they wanted me to be, but I'm better than that. Um, Galler obviously gets the better of the uh, the physical confrontation. He holds him up at umbrella point. <laughs> on the ring apron, which I will, don't know if I'll ever get tired of. Love the umbrella. I don't see myself ever getting tired of the umbrella by Jack Gallagher. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go out of style. <laughs> Maybe 2020. So we got we got some time before it goes out of style. Yeah. Um. Really looking forward to to that match. Should um, be good. Do you think they'll open the show with that, or do you think they'll save it? I think it'll be a, a in between match. 
They should. They should. Nah, the tag title match will open. Yeah. Enzo and Cass. For Enzo sure. and Cass, isn't that a little typical? They always. Where is that pay per view? Milwaukee. Okay. That's where Punk trains. Maybe Punk Enzo and Cass will call him. <laughs> Maybe. The Rock did. He was too busy walking his dog. Yeah, it was, it was Larry's birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday, Larry. I don't want to. I don't want to forget poor Larry. Uh, we had the Brian Kendrick attacking Tazawa. Do you think this will end up as a match on Fastlane? Maybe the pre-show. pre-show. Yeah, for sure. Didn't they have a match on 205 Live, though? I yeah, no but idea. it was... So they did have a match, and he tied up Tozawa outside for the count-out victory, so they'll fight again. So not really a decisive match. Nope. Aries asking if Tozawa has an orange slice in his mouth. <laughs> that orange mouthpiece. So I thought that was another great line. So on 205 Graves. Live, it was blueberries. Really? Yes. <laughs> he said that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got Austin Aries. I don't think I've ever seen so him with good. not the orange. He had a blue one this time. <laughs> I got to make a quick U-turn. Uh-huh. It may not go along, just to get um, the round table's opinion on it. Okay. What's everyone's thoughts on uh, Rock FaceTime and Punk post-roll? I love it. Um, one, because I know Vince and Hunter hate it, <laughs> and Stephanie probably <laughs> yeah. as well. Probably more than both of them. Two, yeah. Two, because the crowd loved it. Oh, yeah. And three, because he knows he's the only one that could get away with doing these type of things. Mm-hmm. He's not there often, so I like that he tries to get away with him when he can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, and it's like he'll get away with like the casual uh, profanity here mm-hmm. and there, uh, the sexual innuendos, mm-hmm. um, running segments longer than they're supposed to. But this is one thing that our network specials, they'll casually bring up Hogan. This, I mean, they just went leaps and bounds yeah. out of WWE. Uh, you know, storylines that they like to do. <laughs> and, you know, like, Stephanie will, you know, may- maybe she'll make the little poke at him when they're mm-hmm. in Chicago. But I-, I thought that was great. It was awesome. I Again, The Rock, thank you for doing it. Definitely. You're the only, like, Austin likes to talk about how he would call an audible in certain situations. It's like, these guys can't do that. You don't understand it's a different time. So I like that The Rock will come back and, and push those buttons that nobody else can. I think the one thing, just it, you know, in case any anyone that's a fan of Punk and didn't like him dropping the title to, to the Rock, and you know, um, after Punk did his uh, podcast with Cabana, and then you know, Rock's social media blew up because of Punk fans like you know reaching out to him. Mm-hmm. They had a phone call back and forth, just pretty much stating, you know, I was on a podcast that pretty much just explained, you know, my thoughts on it. Everything's good, blah blah blah. But that really just shows like. These guys are tight. And, like, he really respected the fact that that crowd, not Chicago, that crowd just lost their shit for Punk. Uh It's like, let's acknowledge it. Yeah, I I completely agree. Now, did he say, what did he say? Did he say what his name was when he left that voicemail? Did he say it's Dwayne? He said it's it's Rock. He said, yo, Punk, it's Rock. Because I I was wishing he would have said it was, this is Dwayne. (laughs) That's one of my things I always remember. About punk is Dwayne, him, well, him dismissively calling him Dwayne. You know, and I casually always remember is like when he had his, um, I think it was in, in late 2011 when he had his uh, stint with Triple H, and he referred to himself as Phil and Triple yeah. H as Paul. So, so I mean, good. he, he, he <laughs> loves throwing so people's good. governments out there. <laughs> yeah. He's, I, I always feel like he's so the good. only person. Like typically, you know, if it's in the wrestling community, you better call me by act. But Punk can call, get away with calling me Eric. Yeah, and uh, there's actually something 
we discussed for a brief minute the other day, and as long as you brought up CM Punk, I might as well get everybody's opinion on this. They always say, everybody comes back. Everybody comes back. Don't listen to what guys say now. Everybody comes back. I firmly believe that Punk is a guy who will not come back for two reasons. One, the terms he left there on, he does not want to go back. I think he has moved on with his life. I think he has other things he's pursuing, other things he's making money doing. And two, back in the day, those guys didn't make that kind of money. They had to come back. That's why they came back. All right, so I listened to where I believe it was last week when you said that. Mm -hmm. Um, This would be... I guess my counter question to him. Mm-hmm. So you said you believe he'll never come back. I don't believe he will ever come back. In, I'll be shocked if he comes back. In Vince's eyes, Brett came back, came back, and then, you know, Hall of Fame. Uh, he said Warrior came back. Warrior came back for the Hall of Fame. You don't think, do you think Punk comes back for the Hall of Fame? I really don't. I think he feels so slighted. I think he feels like he was so disrespected there that they didn't appreciate him while he was there, that he probably doesn't care if they give him that honor now. He probably feels like it doesn't mean anything to me. Now, now here's the thing. We're talking right now in 2017. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, when Warrior came back, what was that, two decades? Mm-hmm. So you don't think in the year 2037 there's a chance Punk, Punk comes back by that? I really don't. I think, I think Warrior had a lot of his deal was a lot of hurt feelings. I don't, don't think, think a lot of his punk has hurt feelings. I don't think it's hurt feelings. I think he feels like you didn't appreciate. Yeah. Well, me. I you think didn't, I, that's, that's, that's like they, they made they made the Warrior the biggest star in that company for a while. They never did that for punk. Yeah, I, I think punk has more of an argument than Warrior because Warrior did a lot of things uh, to Vince. It wasn't like they did it all to him. Warrior had things, but did all these things to Vince as well. Like there's a lot of sour grapes that Punk has. Like he ta- has talked about, yeah, yeah, yeah. he had the idea of having the sponsorships on his shorts, and and then Lesnar gets to do it, and and, and stuff you, with potentially the movie potentially and, New Day has ice cream bars. He talks yeah. about ice cream bars. <laughs> yeah, he loves yeah, one of his own ice cream bars. A lot, Good a lot of bars. stuff. Uh-huh. There's a lot of stuff. Any uh, anything with booty juice, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things where I almost you, you think all his friends in the business. Friends that are active wrestlers, his friends in the indies, his damn wife. I think someone at some point would be able to talk him into understanding that honor and how important he is. Let's just say, I mean, the crazy thing is, and all four of us sitting here, we're all fans of him. The craziest thing is he left, what, January 2014, Mm -hmm. over three years later. You know, if anyone ever wants to argue him, like, you know, I had uh, casual wrestling fans argue like why do you like him so much it's like who else do you know can leave and over three years later they're not even in his hometown you're not even in his hometown and they're chanting his name well well, the thing with Punk while we appreciate him so much he kind of changed the landscape of WWE what it actually is oh I I get that but you don't don't gotta explain that to me I mean I I stopped watching the product for seven years I start casually out of nowhere watching it uh, because I see three old timers on TV there's Rock, Triple H, and Undertaker on the same episode of a two hour episode of Raw I'm like Oh shit! Nothing changed. Seven years went by. All my guys are there. <laughs> Two weeks later, they're gone. I guess I don't need to watch this no more. And then suddenly, this guy, you know, is leading this weird faction, and then he leaves them. He sits there on a stage in uh, a Stone Cold T-shirt, and he just talks about 
pretty much, you know, hate and work. Mm-hmm. At that time, I really hated the job. <laughs> now, were you at the lube place? Yeah. Sorry about that. Now, if AJ goes in the Hall of Fame, does she accept it or Thea Trinidad? <laughs> I don't even acknowledge Thea that. Trinidad cut a hell of an AJ Lee promo. I'll she had that. the voice on point. The voice, like, well, Why the, couldn't she wear the, the gear? Cadence, I don't know. Why'd she just have, like, regular gear on? Like, AJ was known for having that the specific gear. Well, why couldn't you at least, uh, at least have Converse? Converse. That's yeah, actually it, it looks silly. Yeah, it did. It, she had a boxer's robe on. Yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it was silly to have her in that. I don't know if there's some copyright. I have no idea what it could be because you'd think WWE would own every, everything that had to do with AJ Lee. So I have no idea. Yeah, um, that was interesting. Now I'm not saying I hope Punk will come back. I would look as excited. Yeah, that, that, that's just your, your as excited kid. as I got when I heard his music hit for his UFC fight, and like teared up knowing how many Punk fans heard that and. Like he didn't forget about us. I had people I work with still saying the funniest thing they ever saw. Before, that you year. watching him lose? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do either of you think he'll come back? I don't, because no. like you said he he's done he's doing so much and the business has changed. Back then you needed to come back because it wasn't what it was. Social media wasn't the monster it is today. Punk has so many th- so many things. He's doing the, the MMA thing. Who knows if he's still going to fight the UFC again? I know he does comic books for Marvel. He doesn't really need to come back. If anything, he just do conventions. Conventions are like every other weekend now. Mm-hmm. Like, now days, that's how you can make. That's how he'll make a lot of money. He doesn't technically have to come back. No, and not even for an in ring thing. I just would think he'll he'll take the Hall of Fame thing at some point. And I think it. I'll be honest. It's because I want it. I would rather see him <laughs> in the ring. But at the end of the day, when you look at the product and NXT is pretty much catered off of where he came from, and then look at the majority of. The recent WWE champions, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, Samoa Joe from NXT, Shinsuke. Like, they all came from pretty much what he came from. Yeah. So, you know, he laid out the blueprint, and they're all pretty much following his directions. Mm -hmm. So, just, you, you would think, you know, Vince at some point was big enough to put stuff behind. And... I, the the reason why I agree with you, I would think someone in WWE is smart enough to reach out to him and realize they have to mend this. The reason I uh, want to agree with you being is Triple H is the one always to talk Vince into forgive this family, yeah. forgive this family, forgive this family. The problem is... Who's going to talk Triple H into forgiving? Exactly. Halo? <laughs> <laughs> you want to try? Call your boy. Uh, <laughs> Paul is very stubborn. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, when I leave, I'm going to watch that promo now. I'll, I'll always look at that promo. Just how how real it actually mm-hmm. got. I've been watching them all week. I gotta, really? I gotta watch yeah. it. Yeah, ever since I got those figures, I can't <laughs> stop watching Punk. This promo. is serious. This is Phil Brooks talking to Paul Levesque. Yeah. I, was, uh, I, I, I just so got. Uh, I just watched that match for two weeks ago. But um, that came up to me for a certain somebody's throwback madness of September. <laughs> if we do that, I need laugh here. <laughs> we will argue to the end of time. That, that would be classic. I've been wanting to I, do I, the I, great Triple H debate for months, since the summer. No, so. I, I think throwback madness in September, we should do that just to have laugh on. <laughs> Let's do it. So, I'll Spoiler say alert. Here, I'll forget, so you guys have to remind it's my mu- It's my month, so mm-hmm. I'm... I, I'm debating between that and something else, but I was okay. like, no, the this will be perfect. The 
Good friend. I love of the that show. you know all the way up till September. Dude, that, that it's your month. I look forward to it. <laughs> I look forward to it. Up until 2020, he knows every everyone's <laughs> pretty much the deal. Just 2019. Just 2019. Just 2019. Raw. Last bit from Raw, we had Brock and Heyman with Michael Cole. Very briefly, we got Michael Cole in that segment as Brock sat in the chair in front of the camera. Almost a humorous segment. Mm hmm. Almost. Um, Heyman putting over Owens, uh, saying that basically Lesnar disagrees with the idea that Owens could walk out of there as a champion because if Goldberg wins at Fastlane, Lesnar wins the title at WrestleMania. They said that was like the epitome of intimidation. Brock Lesnar sitting in front of the camera like that. Josh, did you take that as the ultimate in intimidation? It looked so old school to me. Like, <laughs> right in front of the camera and then your manager's behind you. Was he trying to hide Heyman? Because I feel like he moved like, a couple times. Like, when you'd see Heyman, he'd, like, move a little bit. <laughs> you know, Brock is... Ugly. <laughs> oh God. I like how they put. I like how they put over Owens and how Goldberg really can't take him lightly. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of got you thinking. It's like, okay, maybe Brock's gonna get involved in this whole thing too. So, I'm I'm interested. I'm interested to see what's gonna happen now after that promo. Yeah, they've done a good job of taking something we all thought was a foregone conclusion three weeks ago. And like Josh said earlier on in the show, we don't know now. Mm-hmm. You still assume Goldberg's going to win, but there's so many outs they have to keep him from winning it. Exactly. I mean, Jericho could come back and interfere. Um, Samoa, Samoa Joe could Joe interfere. Can interfere. Triple H could have something to do with it. Brock can come Brock could have something to do with it. So there's any number of things that, that could happen. Um, and I'm looking forward to see which one. But maybe they'll figure out something none of us have thought of. Mm-hmm. Um Moving on to SmackDown, we had the 10-man Battle Royal for the WrestleMania spot <laughs> against Bray Wyatt. <laughs> we got 10 old-school backstage pro. We got nine, I think, old-school yeah. backstage pro. See, no promo. No. I actually liked that part of it. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me like the old like ECW uh-huh. when the show would be like closing they'd have like a quick uh-huh. promo from every guy. And then if they showed Cena's like, I knew you'd say that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't think we got one from AJ either, so I guess it was AJ. We did. We did? Yeah, he, he was I walking back. Seen it. Uh, it might not have been the same Yeah, it wasn't, capacity, it wasn't the uh, like package promo. Yeah. Uh, Ziggler's I thought was horrible. Where are they, what is he? Super kicking the backdrop. I was like, dude, come I, on. <laughs> what is this character? <laughs> like, what, like, what is he? Like, he had a thing with Kang. He's still talking. That, that led to nothing. He's still doing that that slow cadence thing. Like, what, what, what is he? Freaking him, know. him, Apollo, and Kalisa, they're all out there to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and my whole thing, why is Apollo in this? Why is Mojo in this? Yeah, because they needed 10 guys. They needed so they 10 guys. My everybody here's, my, here's my problem. If they're going to pick... 10 is not a big number for a battle royal. I've said it over 100 damn times on this show. I'm a fan of a battle royal. I just thought they could have done this better. I mean, you had three people that just didn't make sense. Mojo, uh, Apollo, mainly, and Kaliso. Those three right there, it just did not make sense. Two of these guys never held gold. Why are they competing to main event mania? If, it's, if you're going to do that, it should have at least been 20 people. I mean, Brizango should have been there at that rate. Yeah. Yeah, Fashion Popo. At, at least Fandango's won, won a one-on-one match at Mania. I just mm-hmm. want to see the tickets again. <laughs> Throw the tickets, please. Yeah, I want to see the ooh ticket again. I want Tyler Breeze by himself. <laughs> well, I want both of them prominently by themselves. Yeah, that would work. Or, or they need to, like, 
I don't know. Like, they should, if they're going to be, like, police, get, like, nightsticks, like, mug American Alpha and, like, beat them and then, like, earn yourself a title match and win. I love You're when it, I love when the back of a title says Popo. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Back of the <laughs> um, does anyone else think that the double German suplex is turning into the new super kick slash DDT? Because I feel like we see it all the time now. When you're John Cena, it's a super kick. We saw it in the women's match at NXT TakeOver. We're seeing this I like this spot it at NXT TakeOver, though. So did I. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but now we're seeing it all the time. It's kind of like how everybody does a suicide dive now. Like, there are just things that you well, see in every match. It's, it's like, like the dive through the ropes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that got oversaturated. Yeah. Um, so, I enjoyed a good chunk of this. I liked that they actually used it, like... As much as I'm not a big fan of the story, they use this to keep Ziggler, Cruz, and Kalisto going. Whether we need that to still be going or not, it at least factored into it. Uh, we got to see Cena eliminate The Miz. The Miz comes back and eliminates Cena. I think we're, the seeds are firmly being planted that we are going to get that mixed tag match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, Dean got rid of Corbin. Corbin took out Dean afterwards. Uh, so we got to see a lot of actual story on SmackDown play a part in the Battle Royal. That part I enjoyed about it. When it got down to the last two, and I'm not even going to complain about the last spot, but that whole last five or six minutes kind of fell flat for it me. Did. Where the three of them, Dean, AJ, and Harper, are kind of fighting on the apron. Then they're doing that turnbuckle spot for a couple minutes, and they're back. I was just like, this. the crowd was not invested in it anymore. I don't know. Something about it just was not working out. And obviously, one guy hit the ground first when they were supposed to both hit the ground at the same time. Was AJ hurt? He looked, like, uncomfortable. I don't know if he was hurt. I didn't think that. Did anybody else notice AJ may have... I didn't something notice that. Hand, like, he looked uncomfortable huh. or something. I thought he got punched in the face I, I th- at one point. I think he seemed all right at um, talking smack afterwards, but actually I think he had some bruises on him from the elbows. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought he got took a punch to the face at one point towards the end. Um, but, like, now, uh, why why would this have been a draw? Like, was that necessary? Well, before, one thing, when you're saying about it going flat, mm-hmm. um, I'll just say it on my behalf, which would have made everyone, even though I, I had my nitpicks right away yeah. from it being ten people, and I was like, you know. Ten, not these, all ten these, deserve these, to be involved. Not all tens deserve it, and if it's people are not going to deserve it, make it a bigger match. I at least got the enjoyable thing of uh, Baby Mom commentating the match. <laughs> and she made all, she gave all ten people uh, a character of people we all know, okay. which made it a lot more enjoyable. So I was the black guy. Yes. You were Apollo Crews. Okay. Yes. Who were you? The, the Miz. Miz. I was AJ. Oh, I thought you were the Miz. No, you were the Miz. Nah, uh, my brother Jay got the Miz. Okay. My brother Rick was Dean. Okay. Um, Does he wear dad jeans? Because I know she hates Dean's de- uh, dad jeans. He doesn't really care what he wears. All right. Um, Luke was Sean's brother, Joe, <laughs> which was great, and especially because I already knew it was going to come down to Luke winning. Like I, like, yeah. I, 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 that was that was good. Um, but there was a lot in there. Good humor. Uh, who? Dan was Baron Corbin. Okay. Uh, that was good. Uh, <laughs> friend of mine, I don't think you guys know Bevel being Kalisto, which uh, <laughs> made, made it How so good. He's pretty short. Okay, he's pretty short. Does he do um, lucha things? 
<laughs> no, but t- he got he got kicked on the apron and was eliminated like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that was a pop in the house. She enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, on that, I'll just go to my opinion on the ending of it. I mean, it's it's pretty lackluster. Where I understand they gotta continue television storylines and. Um, don't get me wrong, an AJ Styles one-on-one match against Luke Harper is going to be something that I think will be a good match. Yeah, we'll all be talking about how much we liked it next week. I just wish at the end of the day the match would they would have either just been like, all right, match now, or throw someone over, like restart it, just the two of you. Mm-hmm. My nitpick, because at the end of the day, that's pretty obvious that AJ hit the floor first. There was no doubt. Yeah, it was so it was it was so obvious. They didn't even show the replay. Like I was starting to convince myself that maybe they did, and then I was like, "This is stupid that I'm even trying to convince yeah. myself that they." Yeah, made they didn't because they didn't land, they didn't land, they didn't land it properly. Because AJ clearly landed first, but and you could tell because they didn't even show the replay mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, they they'd be showing it for a million times exactly. <laughs> and the other time when it's done correctly, they'll show it all the time. Yeah, but they didn't show it, they didn't show it one time. Even Hogan in the 80s pulled this off in a cage match with Paul Orndorff where they actually, on opposite sides of the cage, managed to jump down and hit the ground at the same time. So these guys should have been able to do it, but whatever. No, Nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to hit every single spot the way it's supposed to be hit. No. I just would have. I just didn't even think the, the tie needed to happen in the first place. Well, like I said about Smack... Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. Well, yeah. I was telling you how... SmackDown, they have a longer build to get to WrestleMania than Raw, and they need content. So that that was like a, a way to give you an extra week of content. Yeah. that's what SmackDown's going to need. And it filled a half hour of content on this show. Yeah, listen, I, I like the I love the Battle Royal except for when it got down to Luke and AJ because it was like an actual match. I talked about that last week when they had the SmackDown World in 2004. How how like Eddie, Eddie and Kurt Angle they had an actual match in the SmackDown in the SmackDown Rumble, and I like how it grew all the storylines. That was Orange SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I like how they actually did build storylines throughout that entire match with all the guys interaction interacting with each other, actually eliminating each other, and at the same time they got people to invest in Luke Harper. Yeah, which was which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Right after that match, Luke Harper was the one standing tall when SmackDown ended, and they were actually cheering him. Mm-hmm. So. Luke Harper was basically been an well, outcast Luke behind. Got, you know, he always gets his fair chance, uh, fair yeah. share of chance. Yeah, but Luke, but Luke Harper, he guys is like IWC because they know he can actually work. But to a a tip, an average crowd, it's just like okay, this is Luke Harper, this is Bray Wyatt's guy. For a guy that's been been an outcast essentially, for the past couple weeks, he's actually got himself over. Yeah. And his promo, I'll say it again, Luke Harper better Bray Wyatt than Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so Josh, what worked about this battle royal and what didn't? The reaction Luke Harper got at the end. (laughs) It's like you said, though. All the stories are, you know, they continued in this battle royal, which worked. Um, I'm excited to see the match next week. It's like you said, we'll come next week and talk about how great the match is. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, it's going to be a Wyatt triple threat at WrestleMania. See, I almost thought about just acknowledging that. Mm -hmm. Let's just assume that's the way to go. How nuts would it be if Luke actually won that match? He That'd should win that match. It'd be unexpected. I don't think. I mean, granted, we don't know what's going to happen between now and then. But at where it stands right now, I think it'd be a surprise to everybody if he's the one who I love a good walked surprise. out with the title. So do I. Unless it's Goldberg beating Brock Lesnar in ninety seconds when he's fifty years old with a white goatee. <laughs> All I want to see <laughs> is Randy Orton hit the RKO on Bray Wyatt and then eat a clothesline from Smell. <laughs> You know what? You know what the the thing I'm looking the most uh, I'm I'm the most sad about not going to Mania with you, seeing your face when Goldberg gets pinned. 
<laughs> like the the, the Please joy, FaceTime me. The joy on your face when he takes that three count. Like I've been to over six live wrestling events with you, and the first one being Rumble 15 being like the only one where I can say you were slamming Pierce mm-hmm. but I could see you leaping up beer flying out of <laughs> beer being in the other hand drinking it and just like pure excitement almost a tear to eye like, am so I going to be like stone cold with it? you would almost, you you almost think be. it was Sasha like winning her first like women's title is what I'm predicting it, it might it might get there shit I'm gonna FaceTime your ass for that. <laughs> Fuck. Will you have an iPhone by then? I will, yeah. Right, I absolutely will. Um, Let's make it happen. We can start a fund. Yeah, I'll be really happy <laughs> to see that happen. It might be the happiest you see me as a wrestling fan. Um, yeah, I, I do think we are gonna get that triple threat at Mania. I think it makes sense. I think it'll be a fun match. Um, Damn, now I'm hyped to see Luke Harper win the title. <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah, I, and I am looking forward to the match next week. I think it's going to be a good match. Women's division, our newly yes. crowned women's champion, Naomi, gets called out. She won't be able to defend her title in 30 days. I thought, this was, <laughs> I thought, I thought okay, this is a little ridiculous, but clearly this is just the storyline they want to go with, I guess. Um, I actually thought, other than the silliness of the 30 days, which like we haven't heard of that, very often, because uh, if that was the case, wouldn't Brock Lesnar have lost his title? Yeah, almost. And Didn't they within used to thirty days up? of every time he defended yeah. it. Yeah, in the nineties, <laughs> two thousand, early two thousands. Now it's the like rock. whatever. I actually enjoyed this segment though because are they are they going to bring it up when Brock wins the belt? What? Well, probably not. They pick and choose when they bring it up. Um, He's going to lose it the next night on Raw. You think so? I was wondering, like, Daniel Bryan, when he said, you won't be able to defend it for 30 days, I wanted him to be like, oh, Did he really say 30 days? Yeah, he, he, he mentioned really? 30 days. You won't be days. able to, to defend it within the required 30 days. And meanwhile, a couple years ago, he's, like, pissed in the back, like, a part-timer walking around, like, that should be my belt. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind this segment, Meanwhile, me and my best friend defend our titles every seven days. <laughs> exactly. <Every> seven. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait for challengers. <laughs> We got re- actual real live emotion out of Naomi with this, which the crowd responded to, which I thought was good. Uh, they actually gave you some stakes for her, too, as I know as soon as I hand you this belt, like, WrestleMania is not going to be there for me because that was her thing. She wanted to walk into her hometown mm-hmm. as the champion. As soon as the segment ends, Alexa Bliss music comes on. So good. Uh, JBL at his finest saying, ah, no reason to cry over spilt milk. Things are looking up now. <laughs> like, the spilt milk thing had me rolling. Um, Alexa saying, that was amazing. And, oh, I could have done without, you know, the emotions and the sappy stories. But the end part was perfection, where she handed over the belt. That was great. Once it handed back over to her, Daniel gives her a match with Becky Lynch. And the way Alexa, the way Alexa just look, like looked up and down at Naomi when she left was perfect. Mm-hmm. So similar to Seth Rollins when Finn Balor got yeah, hurt. Exactly. I don't know who nailed it better, but well, I give it to Alexa because yeah, Seth was so happy because mm-hmm. he, he so accepted. But Alexa was like, yeah. yeah. Um, her responses to the crowd were great, and then she becomes the champion again with a heelish roll up with the two handfuls of tights. Um, 
So is everybody happy Alexa's is your women's champion again on SmackDown? I am. I wasn't I wasn't ready for her to drop the title because I, I was saying when Naomi won, before Naomi won the title, I was like, I don't think they view her in that light. And Alexa, like I said, she's been killing it since she came to SmackDown. And I wasn't ready, I wasn't ready for her to drop the title because I thought she could do so much more with the, with the title before do she we, actually dropped it. Do we know it. what Naomi's actual injury is? No. Do we know if it's even a real injury? No. Do we well, think it's Well, we know she got hurt in the match. We just don't know the severity of it. But do we know that it was an actual injury, or do we th- is, is no. it possible? No, yeah, just it's a, a knee injury. For we know sure. it's a knee injury it's for sure. It's a minor knee injury. Do we know how serious it is? The so, big dog Dave said it was minor. Well, so where? <laughs> so that means she'll be out. So, so you think that means she'll be out for six to twelve months? Would have really stripped her of the title. <laughs> a freak injury? If it was, uh, if it wasn't real. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, if they wanted to give her the title just to get some some buzz on social media. Yes, that. But I, I haven't heard it or seen it reported anywhere. You haven't seen what the injury is, how long she's out, when she'll be back. I haven't heard or seen anything about it, so I really didn't know. Will she be back for WrestleMania? Do you think? I I did see a report that says she she may be back for WrestleMania. Maybe back. Do we have? So what do we think? What do you think, Josh? Happens with the women's title between now and Mania? I think Alexa Bliss just goes into Mania as the champ. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't think it makes sense for her to drop. They shouldn't have two multi-woman matches, right? Oh, they will. They will. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we got a six-woman match for SmackDown and, and a, a fatal four. Four. <laughs> ten women in two matches. Which one gets on the pre-show? SmackDown. 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 Poor SmackDown. They're not going to relegate Sasha, Charlotte, and Bailey to the pre-show. Um, Eck, you think? Especially after last year. You think Alexa definitely the champion? Yeah, I, come I WrestleMania. Think, I think just like my best friend said, it didn't make sense when they took the title off her initially. If she's going to drop the title, I don't think it should be until Mania. And if so, it could be like a freak thing where if it's like a, a six pack or something, um, you know, it slipped to someone else. Um, Natty and Nikki falls count in yes. match. This is actually a solid match. It was really I, good. I really enjoyed they, it. It was the best thing of their work. They, Nikki Sawa. Yeah, they put in their work for this match. They went all over the arena. You know, they were ringside. They were in the crowd. They were in the back. They were on the ramp. I, I appreciated what they did. This was not the best Falls Count Anywhere match you've ever seen, but it was a really good one, I thought. It's Especially a, for a SmackDown match. It, it was one of the top two best women's Falls yeah. Count Anywhere matches. <laughs> it was good. I, Other than the weird, like, false powerbomb spot where I yeah. legitimately just thought Nikki's legs buckled. Like, I didn't know if she was supposed to. I had no idea what happened there. We got an Alabama slam onto the table. Uh, we had Nikki accidentally taking out Maurice backstage again. Maurice coming in with the pipe to break up the STF. Yeah, there it was at uh, a not Fastlane at the Um, elimination chamber. Elimination chamber. Backstage when Nikki got interviewed, Maurice um, they bumped Maurice. Maurice put the poured powder on herself by mistake. I forgot that. Yeah, so this is the second time, and Maurice exacted her revenge with a pipe. Makes sense. Yeah, Nikki locks on the STF, gets beat with the pipe afterwards. The Miz drags her out. Speaking of the Miz, we overlooked. How great the shot was of him after he threw Cena out in the crowd. Yeah. Doing the You Can't See Me, his hair all hanging down on his face at his villainous the best. The fact that anyone in the world ever had the nerve to say that hair competes with mine, yeah, she just washed her mouth out with soap. That <laughs> hair is terrible. Joe Laugh has better hair than him. 
Um, so yeah, that happening with Maurice, I think has kind of solidified that that's what we're going to get at WrestleMania is those four in a match. I'm a sucker for a love story. <laughs> so Alo, does he propose at WrestleMania? <sighs> We got a heel turn before. Josh, does he propose at WrestleMania? No. It's too obvious now. Like, they're reporting it. Why would he do it? It's not a surprise. They they don't know John Cena. (laughs) The biggest heel on reality television. (laughs) He really is. That's no joke. Um, We got no Carmella or Ellsworth this week, at least that I saw. Well, I got to say, I got to go back to a Nikki Natty thing. I love how uh, Natty called Nikki. A manufact- was manufactured for Instagram likes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss that completely. Yeah, they're her promo. It's so good. <laughs> um, tag team championship match. American Alpha easily dispatches of Brazongo. There's something I want to get to about the tag teams. But first, another case of they've given American Alpha the titles, but they haven't given them anything else. They haven't given them characters or story. Will we ever get that from them? No. No, because until they, they lose, no. Not until they turn. Because what can you be as a face with that character? Like, yeah, you're athletes. Woo. But they but at least so as a heel, funny. at least as a heel, you could be cocky. You can, you know. Yeah, but, no. but they they were like funny and cocky on NXT. That would work. Yeah, they don't even let them. They don't even let them talk. They, they have no character. They had that. What they had? What two promos essentially since they came, since they've been on SmackDown? They won't do anything until they lose, until they lose the titles. They actually, have to chase the Usos. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, well, that that was. I have nothing I really to say about, about American about. Alpha because they haven't done nothing. Well, I, but, I have one question for you about American Alpha. Other than them trying to be like myself and Alo. <laughs> <laughs> have they have they been given anything else to do on SmackDown? No. Is there anything I've missed? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I would assume you and Aaron shed tears at night after SmackDown because they are not the team you guys fell in love with. And they are not. They're not. And they, they are not representing us well at all. No, they're not. But that was the best promo the Usos have done ever. I don't know if the Usos... I were- pray they can... Them being in the crowd was a great touch. Yes. On the microphone, in the crowd when the match ended. Going off each other, vibing that way. That was great. I'm glad. I discussed discussed this with Josh before you guys got here. That whole, um, it's not paranoia, it's the Usos. I'm glad that that line has stuck. Oh my gosh. You go to your hotel room. Probably a two-star. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your protein shake. <laughs> and you have no. it's vanilla or chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It, oh, my gosh. I died. I, I was bagging up. No, there's a lot. I have a lot of hope for this. Because I've never been interested in the Usos. And as a fan of Heels, I desperately want them to win the tag belts now. These characters suit their look. It suits... The way that they they talk and carry themselves, plus a new haircut. Yeah, Was the that, one. Did that just start now? The one. Yeah. I don't think the other one cut his hair fully yet. But no, he's. They've had that he, since they had, changed their look. Since, okay. All right. I didn't know he had the high cut. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm a fan. Usually fitted on this and wear this. But yeah, shirt. I love it. I don't know. I don't know if they were preachers or part of the free world for me. <laughs> I, I, I was oh like preachers. Yeah, they were so loud. They were, they, were, they were vibing off each other. Just they were so loud in the crowd, just going off. And one kept one spoke. One the other one spoke. Are so you me and you when we go in public? Are you excited for this? 
I mean, it's, it's something different. The, ma- the matches are the matches will be fine, great because, but they have to be given the time because they them Usos and American Alpha they have not been given the time when they had tag team matches. When um, the Usos turned heel, that was I think the only time they actually faced American Alpha, and that was a squash match. But I know the matches will be fine because Usos in tag team wrestling we talking about how bad it is f- for the past what three or four years in WWE. The Usos they they are they are the main tag team WWE looks like, but they also have had the best matches. Yeah. I'm super excited. I was thrilled with that promo they cut. Like I said, I'm glad they kept that catchphrase. A catchphrase is so crucial to like making a mark. Like if you think about it, everybody who's been really big, you have like one line you could say in association with that person. Uh, so I like that they said that. Josh pointed out a minor flaw in that line. Would you like to yeah, tell so them what it is? The first time they said it. It worked really well because they just said, it's not paranoia, it's the Usos. But I didn't like yesterday when they were in the crowd, when they said, it's not paranoia, it's the Usos. And then the other guy says, O's. I feel like they should let go of that. Yeah. Because that's their face character. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, don't don't combine them, don't mix them, don't overcomplicate it. It works. Mm -hmm. Just let it work the way it works. Yeah. Anything? Anybody else have anything from SmackDown they want to mention? Better uh, than Raw. Did Dean Ambrose forget he has the Intercontinental? Better than Raw. No, he has forgotten. He wore it. He has the Intercontinental Championship. I just don't want him to act like this is his U.S. title. Did you like that he had like a torn out magazine picture of Baron Corbin? That was good. I loved that. That was good. That was really good. And it looked like a younger picture. It was so old. It was. I thought that was a nice. Like I said, he is younger. Uh, do we have anything question-wise? Yeah, we did. Got something from the godfather of the podcast, Joe Laffer. <laughs> Laff got a lot of love this week. All right. <laughs> His first question is, Strowman and Big Show was truly great. We finally saw the kip-up that has been showcased on the house show circuit. With all of this monster build, I'm concerned that Strowman will be relegated to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. How can they avoid this? So, Jeez. I mean, there's a lot of ways they can avoid it. I mean, they could just not do it. <laughs> but um, I would just say if you have an opponent for him, like if you have something for him to do that you develop over the next month, that's how you avoid it. I don't want to see him in that thing. I know Josh said he wants to see him against The Undertaker. Um, I think that they've put in the time to build him to a point where they, they should give him a one-on-one You have plenty of time to find a one-on-one match for him during that show, even if it's on the pre-show. So I just say avoid it by just not putting him in the thing. I don't know, Josh, how do they avoid putting him in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Giving him a program right after Fastlane. You got how many weeks till? Five? Well, Fastlane's what, the fifth? So that Monday is the 6th. Yeah, you got four full weeks. Yeah, you have a whole month to... You can build something. I I don't want him in that battle royal. That's. Do you think there's any chance he goes up against The Undertaker at WrestleMania? Or is yeah. that just more wishful thinking? No, I think there is. There's, there's too much of a... I think... Like, yeah, Roman can do it, but... I think that all the push is for Strowman. Like, I think they're putting him against these big guys to get him ready for, like... Another big guy. Right. Roman's not a big guy, you yeah, know what I mean? That's true. Because he faced Mark Henry last sorry. No, he's they not faced Mark person. Henry last week. No, that's true. That Roman's the like same him. size as Taker. 
Mm -mm. I don't. Roman's like six three. You can't see that. I'm done. I don't know because I think the Roman Strowman winner will end up facing the Undertaker, and at this point, the Undertaker he's not a Strowman's not the guy Undertaker should be in there with. Undertaker has to be in a guy. Undertaker has to be in there with a guy that can actually go and actually be carrying him. Strowman's not that kind of guy. So honestly, he may be relegated to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I think because like what else is from for him to do? Because Joe's Joe's a bit Joe's a heel. U.S. title. I don't even think that, because this is the thing. We got another question coming up. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll just get into this now. Donovan, he sent me some questions. Donovan, Lord, Lord, no relation. He asks, how long do you think Strowman, how long do you think, how long do you think it'll take Strowman to get the Universal title? And the way Vince, Vince caters to his big guys are, he sees his big guys as attractions. So they don't really need a belt. Like They may get the belt, but they don't need the belt. Strowman being the U.S. champion, he could be the U.S. champion, but still, what's he going to do? <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Squat. So he may be relegated mm-hmm. to the Andre Dragon Ball World. Unless, <laughs> what, they, what, they, what they, they, they used to do, they used to have interpromotional matches. Maybe Strowman faces somebody at SmackDown. Baron Corbin. But I don't think I don't think that'll happen. I think Baron Corbin is going to be stuck with Dean Ambrose mm. for a while. So I, I don't know. But that whole Strowman versus a SmackDown guy, that could be interesting. But who we face on SmackDown? There's no real big demeaning guy on SmackDown. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I do think he probably has a universal title sometime before the end of 2000. Yeah, I believe yeah. At, by, by the end of the year I, he'll I win it at least off once. Season, I think it's going to be him in the offseason. Maybe he dethrones Brock. Um, but either way. Did you say Lowdown had another question? You think he beats Brock? I, I said, well, you know, there's just a, a zinger. Like, someone has to dethrone Brock if Brock takes it from Goldberg. And again, we're still assuming, assuming it goes that way. I mean, here's a random thing. You go off, we got, what, three winners from the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Cesaro, they flopped with him. You mm-hmm. thought they would have went somewhere. The second year was Big Show. It's kind of homage in a way, in my yeah. opinion. Obviously, the comparison, aside from that, mm-hmm. he should have always been someone that's dominant at uh, in a Battle Royal. Uh, I guess my one quick question um, to everyone here, who would you want to see win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? If it's not going to be strong. Well, it, it essentially it means nothing. So, whoever whoever like your up and coming guy you want to do something with, you can give it to him. But essentially, that Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal, it does it means nothing for you. You carry around a trophy for two three months, and that's it. They still address Baron Corbin as the winner for whatever reason. Yeah, but throw, throw it to Apollo Cruz. Yeah, give him him something to carry around. Yeah, because it, it leads like, it leads to nothing for you. You get a, a, a month or two push, but other than that, you you you. I really you think they should nothing. do like you know. It's, it's like the age old saying where you, where you say with a battle royal, it's the underdogs match. I, I really hope it's like they should give it to an underdog, something you wouldn't expect. Is there somebody job. you have in mind you'd like to see it be? I got hope. I mean, I would like to see either Tyler Breeze or Fandango win it, but I'm scared for I'm scared to see what they're gonna do. <laughs> Do we have anything else from Donovan? Well, I just that was a quick well, transition because yeah, of course, life has a part two. The retur- a statement. Mm. No, the return of overrated, underrated. Okay. All right, I'll start with the first one. Nineties Brian Pillman. Underrated. Underrated. I'll say underrated because I, I don't have much of an experience with Brian Pillman because he was a little bit before my time. Mm-hmm. But things from things I do know and did catch and revisit it. By the time his WWE run came, he wasn't the same Brian Pillman anymore, mm-hmm. but his promos were amazing. Mm-hmm. 
That, that that's my view of Brian Pillman. Uh, promos are good, and again, this is where my fandom was really going off into a uh, uphill with the coaster. Um, <laughs> when he was in the Heart Foundation, he was almost like the redheaded stepchild. I just felt like there was always more they could have done with him then. Yeah. Obviously, you know, he did you know suffer uh, a brief injury stint there, and you know was out of the company, but. Uh, either way, there was you know he had a prominent role with Austin, where you know obviously knowing his past uh, with the Hollywood Blondes, the Hollywood Blondes team, it, mm. you know it, it was a great feud for them to revisit in the WWF, but um, definitely on the radar. I, I think when you talk to the average person, you know he's someone that's forgotten about. Yeah, I agree. With All that. right, this one's gonna be interesting. I like interesting. Two thousands, Rey Mysterio. So. For, I'm not even going to say this overall. Uh, I can't either. <laughs> but, I, but I can say for me, 2000s. That's 2000 and 2000, 2000, 2010. I would say I definitely had him underrated. I don't know if the general wrestling fan underrated him. The general wrestling fan may have even overrated him. But for me, I know I definitely underrated him. I underappreciated him. Like I said when we watched the No Way Out. 2004, just a couple weeks ago, I was like, "Wow, this guy's doing things that guys only now are like catching up to and surpassing." 12 years later, so for me, I always underrated him. I don't know generally what if if he's considered overrated or underrated, but I know for me, I definitely underrated him. I, I would th- say, in my opinion, I think it may not be addressed as much now, but you still think with um, he's one of the few guys that left the company and they still acknowledge him. He's wrestling elsewhere, and when the Royal Rumble comes around, they still talk about his stats. Um, I don't want to say he's overrated. Uh, I'll say kind of down the middle. I think he's rated right. Um, I don't want to say I overappreciate him, but I don't think I ever underappreciate him. I loved his um, debut in WWE, and I loved his work in the Cruiserweight division. Um, what I'm not so much familiar with is a lot of his tag stuff. Um, he originally was tag champions with Edge, which I recall, mm-hmm. correct? Edge. Uh, his stuff with Batista. That, I, that wasn't I, long. I didn't. I don't know about that, but I, I know of it. I didn't get to watch it or view it. Um, it's only a month. There. Either way, I, I don't know. Um, so I do think I want to say again, play right down the middle. I think he's appreciated where he should be. Okay. Because I, I know the wrestling kingdom loves him. And yeah. aside from that, he's obviously, uh, for the Latin community, he's the biggest wrestling superstar of all time. Mm-hmm. Good, which is a good point yeah. to make. I'll say... I think he's... At some points, I would say he was underrated. But at, certain, but at a certain point, I also think that he was rated properly. Because... 2000 and 2006, I thought he was awesome, and he was really, really underappreciated. Like he was probably one of the few things I look forward to SmackDown. I talk about SmackDown Six, how they carried SmackDown. Like he was like must see TV, yeah. especially in WCW in the early in the, early, in, um, the mid 90s because he was a part of the, the best match WCW ever produced in my opinion mm-hmm. is his match at Halloween Havoc against Eddie against Eddie Guerrero. And then w, then he got then when Eddie, Eddie's passing, then they had to change the, the plans the plans with the world title and then he got WWE fired and they made him do all this <laughs> stuff that we I hate it and 
that was not my Rey Mysterio that yeah. I liked. I liked because WWE they they can get you to hate somebody quickly by making them do something that they can't do. And he is like, oh my god, here we go again. But then after he dropped the title, because they they knew when he was gonna exactly lose the title. Yeah, he wasn't even supposed to be ha- so supposed to have the title. And I mean, when you figure his one WWE title reign was what an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was just just to give it back to Cena. But uh, that's, uh, that's <laughs> and I, I do think that was a little bit of respect to him to say, hey, you know, like they have, where I would say if he, that didn't happen to him, um, it would have been he never held the WWE title. He held that, and then how many singles matches did he ever have after that? What? Ten at that. I mean, For the world title? No, in general. Because oh, he kept getting hurt. I don't know because they put him with Sin Cara for a while after that. They were a team and then he got hurt and he came back and then he got booed out the building because he, he, he was number 30 in the Rumble that one year. They booed him out the building. But <laughs> after he got that main event scene and then I think a lot of underrated things he did in, in like around 2008-2009, he had fused with Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental title. Well, he, yeah, I would say say kind of similar to like, uh, yeah. never mind. It's yeah. just Ziggler, Ziggler's that I think. Those matches were fantastic, <laughs> but they, they're forgotten and underrated. But I can appreciate Rey Mysterio for what he is. I think he was underrated for underrated because, like Ron said, people just are starting to do what he can't do now. But that 2006-7 period. I thought he was rated properly, but they took away the remaster that I loved. Yeah. All right. In 2010. Anyone else? Yeah, one more. The 2010 era. Sheamus. Overrated. Overrated. I agree. Overrated. But we know why. Huh? We know why. Why? Triple H's gym buddy. Triple H's boy. Because it's about the push of a century. He got the push of a century, too. Laugh, I mentioned his gym buddy because I knew my best friend wanted it, and I knew that would irk you. So <laughs> appreciate the question. Anytime I can plug Triple H, you know I will. Yeah. So I think he's overrated because Seamus never actually did it for me. Even when he first came in ECW, <clears throat> talk about, you talk about, talk about a push of the century. First match, well, he wins this... This battle royal for first people who never won a world title, TLC beats John Cena in a tables match. It, it, it was an emphatic win, but he beats John Cena in a tables match. WWE champion in within a month. Yeah. Within a month. Then he drops it at Elimination Chamber and he faces Triple H. He's in a program with Triple H and takes out Triple H. Triple, Triple H put Sheamus over mm-hmm. as the guy who basically put him in the office. Yeah. Basically. But. Yeah, Sheamus never did it for me at all. I never really seen the big, the big point with Sheamus. I think he's overrated, and all last answers for this were all these guys were underrated. Hmm. Well, I agree with him on two out of the three. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else, or is that everything we? I got more from Donovan Lord and Lord No Relation. <laughs> Can't Still claiming that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just in case anyone was in doubt. <laughs> There's a rumor that Kelly Kelly may come back. What do you think of this? No, thank you. <clears throat> no, thank you. Now, I'll zing back both to both of you. Why no thank you? Just don't have any desire. No desire. To see her. So, I guess I'll direct to this, see main, her, I'll, I'll direct yeah, this but, mainly to, to Ron. Mm-hmm. Why? I, what, do you, what do you... Because I know we both had similar hiatuses. Mm-hmm. What do you know about her? Nothing, and I don't need people that I don't know about to come back. Well, okay, well the classic with Brie Bella at Money in the Bank 2011. <laughs> so, my feeling is just, you have a good thing going, find new people. Don't bring people back to get in the way. 
so I'll give my point. Uh, now, Mickey James, I was cool with because she's great. She's I, kn- I knew about her. I got to see her have a great performance at House of Hardcore with Tommy Dreamer. Um, then she came back to NXT. She had that great match with Oscar. So I'm like, cool, all Whoa, about it. That match, yeah, yeah. That Kelly, awesome. Kelly. I'm just like, what? What's what's the point? So, Is there any reason to be excited about her coming I'll, back? I'll get. I'll give the different input. I'm for it. Okay. I like it for a few reasons. One, main roster. Look at Raw. Not enough women. SmackDown. So so here's the thing. I look at it either way with the roster right now. It's not going to hurt for division, specifically the women's division. It can't hurt for them to be over flooded. Here's the thing: Raw has got you got three girls on the shelf, or, or one they're not really doing something with. But at least it gives you the opportunity for a secondary story run or a secondary story they could put talent over. Um, Kelly Kelly in 2011 when I started watching again, she had the hideous um, Divas title. <laughs> she was the focal point of I don't even want to call it a division, but if there was anything going on with women's wrestlers, you know she was the prominent one. Um, I did listen to a podcast of hers um, with Austin a while ago. And you know she, you know she does have an athletic background, and she did state that you know she wanted a different thing with the division. So if if she does come back, uh, you know I just think hopefully she she didn't have the cards dealt to her the way girls do now. So you're telling me give her a chance? Uh, yeah, because I will. You know she wasn't there long. When, you know I think she left at what mid mid to late 2011. Or she yeah. yeah. And also, you're telling me they're not bringing back someone who was like part of the stains of the past exactly. of the Divas Division. Exactly. But I, I could worse. get behind that. Thing. Now, now here, I'll, I'll, and it's not just because I hate his husband <laughs> or her husband, Maurice. How is she in ring work? Are you looking forward to seeing a potential mixed tag that she's no, not at all, in? not at all. So, I think I recall catching a glimpse of a match she was in, and that's where I'm like, eh, like yeah. I, I could give a damn, mm-hmm. but I do believe like. Kelly Kelly didn't have the cards dealt to her. Like, Ayla just brought up a match she was in with Brie Bella. 2011, Brie Bella was trash. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just that's not something worth watching. Yeah, but the thing with Kelly Kelly, I think Ryan has the same point I'm going to have is, does she actually want to be there? And Kelly Kelly, since she's left WWE, she's done, she's done appearance, like con appearance appearances, mm-hmm. but she, we haven't heard or seen anything about her wrestling, so we don't know what she's going to look like. And you got... People still on the shelf. Like I said, Summer Ray earlier, and Prep laughed at me. But mm. Summer Ray can actually go. You want you could do something with somebody who's actually on your roster, but you want to bring in Kelly Kelly. Like I said, I, I'm for it. I, I think there's also I think um, I saw someone posted on Twitter. Uh, Victoria had a, a snap on Snapchat saying she's coming back. Yeah, obviously that's someone that could go. She could go in the early 2000s. Big Dave Another told game. me that in the summer. Well, the premier manager over here sold me on giving Kelly Kelly a chance. Like, from what he said, she said on Austin's podcast, she's interested in being able to come back and do something different from what she was doing before, which and that, that encourages that was, me. She she stated that, like, when NXT women wrestling was taking off. Like, this was, like, summer 2015. This is an old podcast, but I still remember. But it was her saying, like, I would like to take part in something like that. Yeah. Something different, because when she left, it was trash. There was no point to still yeah. be there, so I get it. Yeah, yeah so I... I can open my mind to that. Okay, she oh, she she, <laughs> she didn't get to take part in something she really wanted to take part in. 
now she's going to get a chance to take part in something. And, and I think it's worthwhile. Like, yeah, again, like when, you know, and again, the majority of this was while I wasn't watching, but I guess if they brought a new women's wrestler in there, they did a diva search, they came in, majority of it was trash. So let's just say if there was 20 girls from the roster, there's four at best that really wanted to go. And yeah. they, they were never dealt the carts. So if they came back for it, if any of them coming back right now, they're not coming back for a potential brawl and panties match. They're yeah. they're coming back for the athletic. Right. You know. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I'm glad you made that point. <sighs> Kelly Kelly, like, well, Stone and Co- she looks good. But uh, <laughs> but even um, on her show, like it came on after Total Divas one day I was watching. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> yeah, she was mentioning. She, no she, relation. She was mentioning. She was, she was mentioning how she wanted to get away from the Kelly Kelly character because she, she was at a con. She's yeah. basically known as Kelly Kelly. And apparently, she's Stone Cold's favorite diva of all time. But <laughs> I digress. And another question from Diamond. No, Diamond's other question. Did you guys hear a rumor? Is he related yet? No. Okay. After meeting him at NXT, I liked it differently. Especially for what he has me watching for Throwback Matt and his role to WrestleMania. I was no, not happy with the dude. Did you guys hear about Finn being the original 30th entry for the Royal, for the Royal Rumble, but was Dean not ready to return? No, Dave, Big Dave made that up. Big Dave. I mean, I heard that rumored, and I know we were... Hoping that that would be the case. Yeah, Triple H could be number 32. Yeah, but I never... Uh, so, so, Martin Jenny could be number 30 in a Royal Rumble match. Could be. Hey, you never know. Show Mike, show Mike <laughs> could be number 30 in a Royal Rumble match. Yeah, you never Our know European where... European champion. Our European champion. You never know where Marty Jannetty's going to show up. <laughs> Prep um, could be number 30 in a Royal Rumble match. Um, it was rumored that it was me, actually. Yeah? yeah? That actually was a real rumor. Yeah, I heard it in PW Torch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't necessarily hear a rumor. I, I heard it theorized, um, but I never thought that was actually going to happen. Yeah. Uh, who has better robes slash jackets? Undertaker or Ric Flair? This is not even a no contest. The Nature yeah. Boy. Flair. Bobby Roode. <laughs> Charlotte. I, I honestly thought it was going to be Flair versus Roode. I thought that was going to be the question once you started answering. Charlotte. I mean, I, I get the case for Undertaker, like just the, the longevity he's had. The different looks he's had that how many people actually coming out in that cloak is synonymous with him but come on he's, he's Ric Flair I want to see G-Man put that cloak on for the next time he so do up. I no no Undertaker cloak oh you'd rather see him in an Undertaker cloak than a Flair Sarcasm. robe <laughs> he would do it oh I know <laughs> uh, that's it for tonight the question was yeah alright so this is our last show of February uh, we will have March Mania starting sometime. I don't know if it'll be the next show or if it'll be the one after. Where we will start doing our Field of 64 every week, leading to a champion on our show before WrestleMania. So anyone who's interested, send us your list of 64, 1 through 64. It will be part of the average that goes into the final bracket. I already have two handed in. Um, do you want me to reveal who handed them in or no? The Godfather. And, the Godfather. And Gary. Derek McCauley. Oh. Uh, I reached out to Gary. I haven't heard from him yet. I assume that he will... Uh, I don't know what kind of time he has on his hands. It's quite a big undertaking. Uh, so we should have a field of 64, if not next week, the week after. Uh, that is the show. Also, uh-huh. the Road to WrestleMania Throwback Madness debuts, ne- debuts this Monday. That's true. I forgot about that. The 27th, Yes, correct? Yes, it is. Uh, so that's it for tonight. 
four, Act Two Fly, Eric Trembicki. Four, the European champion, <laughs> the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Four, Josh Aguina. I am Rod Pashery, and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my ball, shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.